So welcome. yeah, yeah. Welcome to Going Places episode 14. Here we are now. Yeah, 14. It's your age. Happy Thursday. Yeah. Happy Thursday to you. Uh, yeah. Camden Clark here. Daniel Price. And we're just having a good old time here. Had a busy week. Had a fun week. Yeah. Had it was, your. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Had your Charleston baseball trip. I I kind of I didn't come home, but I came home at twelve eighteen. I guess it's Monday morning. I guess it would be. Um, we left Sunday night and came back Monday at twelve eighteen. Yeah. And um. I slept, woke up, showered, did whatever, went to Wildfire with you, and then uh, I left from there to Camden. South Carolina, the Camden, city. South Carolina. Um, Saw your aunt, babysat your cousin. Yeah, whatever. I did all that and came back today. Yep. Just like an hour or two. Ago. You have not stopped. You've been busy, busy, busy. How'd the tournament go? It was a very good tournament. Yeah, it was a good experience. You know. That's what it's all about. Just the you know. And speaking of sports, as you know, we're getting really into golf over here at the Going Places podcast. We played last week, had a great time for Daniels. First time he beat me. Uh, I just want to say I did not set my record at all. You still beat me. I still beat you, but like I did not set my record whatsoever. Andrew beat both of us pretty badly. Not too badly. Yeah, I wouldn't do too bad. You shot a 97, did you? Yeah, I think so. And he said that was a bad day. Yeah. Well, he shot a 90 when we went with him. Good. 90 or 95. Probably a, 90. He's really good. Yeah. Yeah, we had a good time. He, I mean, it's almost like you're falling in love with it. It's, it's, it's awesome. Incredible. It's like being in crab legs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Golf and crab legs. That's, that's, that's I wanted to I'm, get some weird Charleston, but I never did. That's our new podcast name, and we're going to change it to... Uh, Gone. No, crab, crab legs and golf. Golf and crab legs. Crab legs and golf with Daniel and Candy. Ba, ba, ba. So yeah. The music is gonna be. What's that show? Deadliest Catch. Oh yeah. Here's a song for you guys to listen to. Uh, I don't know. You know Theo Vaughn, of course. Yeah, I know. Well, anyway, John Clist, who is one of our favorite comedians, or at least one of mine. Yeah. My favorite Christian internet comedians, and not to put him in a genre or in a group. You know, he's hilarious and a comedic genius all around. But, uh, As my mom calls it, a clean comedian. Is that what she calls it? A clean comedian. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. I, but I love the Tom Segura and Burt Kreischer. I love that. Yeah. Not a big what, fan man. of... Well, I mean, I feel like... Well, I mean, obviously, if you're a church planet comedian, you're going to want... Yeah. Uh, if you're a church planet comedian to come, just go ahead and get you some tickets for John Chris. Oh, yeah. Or Tim Hawkins, because I think he he's... Like, he makes jokes about the Bible. That's what I like about yeah. him. Like, his comedian... You know what I like him as a... Well, you know what I like about both of them is that they, they're able to pick on the church. Because that's what we need. I feel like... And, you know... I feel like you can't set the church too high on a totem pole. You know, it shouldn't be... I mean, just keep it in check. Yeah, you know I... Saying? No, but I feel like you shouldn't let the church be more important than God is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Can and I, I feel it? like it can get there to sometimes, you know? Can I tell you something that I heard one time that I thought was genius? Hmm. Some people love being a Christian more than they love Christ. Oh, yeah. You know it's just the like, feeling of being Like, they a love the vibes of it, kind of, the establishment of it. Oh, yeah. It'd be like... I'm trying to think of something. I had something to start with, but I don't think I should say that. It'd be like... It's you I love thought being, of, It's like you love, a football, you love being a football fan more than you love football. No, I feel like I was thinking of... 
And this is me to get my mind because I've been talking about this for a few. I've just been having a conversation in my head with myself about it. The democratic narrative and just being African-American to start with. That's you know what I mean? Because, like, I feel like some people are just part of the democratic narrative just to be a part of the democratic narrative. Sorry if I offended anybody there. Just, but, oh, like, man. it's we just... Stopped, we started, we jumped out of the gate with political punch. We really did. We we really jumped out. Just came up and just kicked you right in the head. Number one podcast on the world right here. Um, yes. Joe Logan. Joe Logan can't beat us. You know. Kiss it. He's lucky if we come on there. Yeah. You know? Joe Logan, if you're listening, please invite us on your podcast. It will be... Be a pleasure to you. It will be. I love Joe Ogan, man. But back to what we were saying. Some people do love being a Christian more than they love Christ because it's It's safe. Yeah. It makes them feel like they'll quote good pulsion. Here's the thing. Or that they're righteous. A lot of people say um, that like you're in danger if you're a Christian, which you are in other countries. But being Christian in the U.S., it's not like you're. Maybe not physical persecution. There is some. There's. You know. On the end on that, no some societal persecution. Yeah, but, but you're physical. not gonna find that really ever, like in a small town like Blacksburg, South Carolina. Oh no. But like, I mean, a lot of people. I believe Christianity is one of the most safest. I believe it's a very safe religion. In here, in America, yes. Um, but when you get over to the Middle East, and um, you know. Yeah, I mean, I was talking to your dad last night about uh, a Muslim that uh, your dad witnessed to. Coming on the podcast next week, by the way, so stay tuned for that. Yeah. It'll be pretty good. And But he had... Um, and he you want to go ahead and uh, talk about what it's going to be about for... Uh, you know, can I finish what I'm saying? Yeah, go ahead. And he, he went witness to a Muslim, and uh, he used the Quran, and kind of led him to the Bible. Well, uh, his grandfather was like the head of the Islamic uh, mosque there. Yeah. Mosque, obviously. Mosque, I'm sorry. And... Uh, they kicked him out of the house. Uh, he got fired from his job because he became a Christian. And that's in Ghana. But uh, thankfully he was able to get some help and uh, go to a more Christian area. But, uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, if one Daniel and I, we, we, have, we have some great conversations. If you, if you, I tell you what, if you enjoy the podcast, you would love going to Wise Fire with us because we are just totally open and just that we have great conversations. But one thing that we both talked about is that, and we don't anymore, but like when we were young girl, you know, we both grew up in Chelsea, been in Chelsea our whole life, and we yeah. love it. But uh, you had, uh, for some reason, and this isn't necessarily a horrible thing. Like, I mean, most things could happen. But we genuinely thought that growing up, if you didn't have your head bowed and your eyes closed <laughs> while you were playing, it didn't count. Yeah. Like, I, God didn't Here's the thing. I would or sit, if you had your hat on, it didn't count. I would count. sit in the church pew with my head down. And, like, play this little game with myself while my dad was praying or whatever. I would open my eyes and close my eyes and decide between which one. Knowing, eternally, I'm going to choose God either way. But, like, just play this little game that I'm going to open my eyes and pretend I'm switching sides and I'm a Satanist and then close my I played that little game with myself in that church pew. Because I thought if you didn't close your eyes, you just didn't. You were playing a Satan. You <laughs> no. Now you're praying to say, but you just... You know, this is a really weird to come out as a Satanist, but uh, if this is your way of doing it... Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm dressed in all black right now. <laughs> this is the final episode of the Going Places podcast. Final episode. Big 14. No. No, um, but yeah, I feel like I thought as a kid that if I was opening my eyes, not that I was praying to the devil or anything, but that I was not submitting to God. Really? You know, and I, I, didn't, nice. I didn't think of submitting to God, you know, I didn't think... Of, but a few years ago, I realized submitting to God was what I thought I wasn't doing. Hmm. 
Which was, I just, I, I like, just sat there in my bed thinking that, and I was like, that's horrible. Yeah. How in the world could somebody think that, you know? Like, and I pray, like, if I pray now, my hands are open. Like, I put my hands out. I think that's out, a cool thing. My eyes are open, and I'm just having a conversation. That's, you know what, I, this is, this is, I was playing on my front porch, I was like, I was, I was honestly, I didn't have a hat on or anything, but I, but I was sitting with my arms crossed in my life chair, just looking out. Last one was probably one of the best playing experiences I've ever had. But yeah, I, I, I was sitting in a chair with my arms crossed, just looking out. But I honestly. I love looking at the stars. Like, if you yeah, pray and you look that's at the stars, it just was, hits, it hits different, oh because gosh, you're thinking, amazing. oh my gosh. You know, and some people just can't find the right prayer, you know what I mean? But what I mean is, like, you can't just. Sometimes, like, I believe personally that sometimes you just can't pray. By that, I mean, like, you sit down and you go to pray, but you have nothing to pray about. But, yeah. that in that situation, That's what I just it, no small longer, it, it no longer becomes a prayer. It becomes, you know, a motivational, you're telling God how thankful you are. Like, I don't have anything to pray about. But I'm you fine. always got something to be thankful for. You about. always have something to be thankful for. So that's what you're doing. You're just thanking God for everything. Yeah. I don't consider that prayer. I just consider you having a great conversation with God, telling him how great he is. That's what I did. That's honestly what I do all the time. But, uh, yeah, I feel like, and like maybe even like I'm wearing a hat right now. And, uh, you know, if we're, like, if we're on church or something, I take my hat off yeah. and I play. You know. But I, it's, I honestly did think for a while that if you didn't have your hat down when you were off when you were playing that it didn't count. And no, I thought hat to heads down and eyes closed. Like if your head went down, you were just sitting like this. Like it was so odd. Like I really had a weird mindset. But you see, the real thing is, is that you see, it's not about when you, when you're playing. It's not about your posture on the outside. It's about the posture of your heart. That's oh, yeah. what God cares about. He doesn't care about if you have a hat on or if your eyes are open. He just wants your heart to be focused on him and your that's, mind. That's what I truly believe with, like, criminals. Like, like Jeffrey Dahmer, you hear, like, what happened to him when he was in jail? You mean like, about... Uh, he said... Go ahead and tell us. He said, um, he asked the lady or something. I don't know if he was getting the death penalty or something like that. Yeah. But he asked the lady, he was like, could God love somebody like me? And he was like, of course. And he was like, How? And I believe in that situation, if your heart's focused on God, I don't think he cares about it. Because everybody says God loves you, like, no matter what. So I believe in that situation, if his heart was focused on God, then I don't think God cared about the other stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause... That's what I feel like with anybody. You know, like, um, give you an example. If somebody got bullied in school, and the bully just came to Christ because of, you know, he went to a camp or something, and pretty much I personally believe, like, every bully has something going at home. Yeah. So, like, they pray, their mindset on God. God does not care what you've done in the past or whatever. He's focusedly seeking on the future and um, about what's to come and that you're in God's kingdom. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what I, that's what I think. I think God sets apart your past, sets apart, you know, the stuff that that you've done in life and just focuses on your heart and what, you, what your heart is, you know, Believing what your brain is thinking about and how the Holy Spirit is working. I don't, I don't believe he, you know, he'll think, oh, okay, you bullied all these kids. You know, now you want to live with me, you know, all this stuff. I don't believe he's looking at that. I believe he's looking, this kid is pursuing faith. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Of and course. Expressing his faith and, you know, worship.
worshiping me. Yeah, I think that's what he's thinking, which I love about God, you know? What I think it really comes down to is I think it comes down to not only... I think it has to... I think it's all spiritual. I feel like, you know, we'll be worshiping God in heaven, and we won't have this physical body in heaven necessarily. Yeah. Like, we will have a physical body, but it, but it, it won't necessarily be fleshy. Oh, yeah. So what we so I think it's about our hearts. I think it's about the posture of our hearts, being humble, be looking to God. But that's what happens. And you know, I think a lot of times in the establishment church we get so eh with the way we are about I know, feel the like you can't express a almost ritualistic. Well not that those I think, you know, in worship I think it's good to have rituals. But at the same time, I don't think it's necessarily getting bent on them in almost a legalistic way. That's why I can't, I'm still not comprehending how in the world Catholic churches have, like, um, communion, like, every service. Um, why is that? I just, honestly, I'll be honest with you. It seems cultish, the way, like, they do certain stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, they are a little different. Which, they're different, but I personally believe Catholics are going to be celebrating Worshiping God in heaven too. As well. well, of course. I mean, I've I've heard of people. Presbyterian, who... um, Methodist, um, whatever you are. Yeah. If you're the main things, like, like if what? you believe Jesus died, Jesus rose, and um, you know, He saves, you know, all that stuff. Does it matter? So you know, what, if you're preaching that, does it? Yeah. Doesn't matter. So here's you know, what. So you know. We always talk about the minor things. Like, of course. Why does it? Why do the minor things matter? You yeah. Know what I mean, like tattoos, like people having tattoos. Oh well, yeah. Why does that matter? Doesn't matter thing. And that goes back to Jesus still set apart the tattoos. He doesn't care what's on the inside. You yeah. Know? Like that, but I don't think we it get weight, and whether it's the hair, or the long the hair, hair, the short hair, yeah. the, the tattoos, the piercings, the shorts, the short sleeve short, the sneakles. The wearing, like... The holes in the jeans. I know some people get so mad about unisex clothes. And, like, men wearing, like, flower shirts or something like that. Like, that's so dumb. (laughs) Like, why does it matter? Like, you're wearing a shirt with flowers on it. Who cares? Well, I mean, I don't think... Okay, here's what I think. I mean, if you're a guy who's wearing a dress, I think that's a little weird. That's weird. I don't think God is necessarily clapping for that. He's not. But I, mean, but I don't think it matters if somebody's wearing... Pants or Feminine-like clothes, as long as it isn't, like, a dress, a skirt. Yeah. Certain shorts, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, certain shorts, you know what I mean? Like, spandex. Yeah. That's weird. Guys wearing spandex. I, honestly, I'll be honest with you. I'll wear a crop. I'll rock a crop top any day. I will rock a crop top at the beach. I promise you I will. Really? If we go to the beach, me and you, and like we were talking about, we get like 18 I do. We want to rent a house. I yeah. promise you I'll rock a crop top every day. I'll rock into dead dog saloon when we get crab legs. I'll rock into the golf course. Along. You'll, you'll be no, walking I promise along. I will not golf alone because I won't even get in. Yeah. The, well, if we go to a crappy place, we can. If we go to a country club, I can wear a crop top. Mm-hmm. I, I think... Could you? Gaffney Country Club. They are pretty laid back. They're kind of laid back. Imagine going to the National wearing a crop top. Hey, everybody. Hey. Just, no, get out. I'm going to get a crop top. says, send it. <laughs> With a driver. Full send. Full send, baby. No. So what I think is it has to do, and like, you know, obviously, you know, I grew up in a very different church than I kind of yeah. do now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, from what you've told me. But yeah. So what, so what I... 
everything was really physical there. Like, uh, you know, you don't wear shorts to church, which, which I, I wear shorts. I did. I, I did even then. I wear basketball shorts yeah. to, sh- to church, like, most of the time. But and I would, I've, I've, I know, normally don't wear, like, an athletic t-shirt, but I wear, like, this Crave shirt from Impact or yeah, something like that. Like, cool. I, I just wear, it's not like I'm running in with basketball uniform on and everything like that. That would be kind of weird, actually. I have, and I regret doing this, on Father's Day, wore a baseball uniform with shorts. And I wore a hat to church. I don't regret the hat, but, like, the jersey, now thinking about it, I was like, what am I doing? Yeah. And this was this year. I know it was this year. And I was like, what? I was thinking the same thing, man, but this is why I get, sometimes I just gotta let you ride. Yeah, and I, I'm glad you didn't say anything. I would want to figure that out on my own, because I probably would have, like, sucked it. Shut up! Yeah. We're on a walk. No, I wear no, what but, I want. But well, no. I mean, baseball isn't even a real sport. So yeah, it's I'm not. Just, you know what no, I mean? No, that's like, a joke. That's a joke. I'm sure Daniel's mad at me now for saying that. I'm really but, not. Okay. But that's good. Because it's not, you know. Yeah, it, it's not, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, baseball isn't real. Golf isn't a sport. Flag yeah. twirling, on the other hand, is a very real sport. And that's an inside joke for somebody game, listening. So biggest, you know, best sport in the whole world. I swear. And football just doesn't even matter anymore. Yeah, I don't know. I think soccer is like a. It's close. I I think it's still a sport. Nah. You no, know, but no way. Not so, not in Europe. You can have a sport in the U.S. because, you know, nobody likes soccer here. But. So what I think is, but yeah, and, and if I could just kind of get a little bit uh, more structured real quick in a topic real quick. You know, when you talk about legalism a little bit, it has nothing. In, Jesus very simply laid out, I mean, he explicitly laid out the must, yeah. The have, the have tos. That I believe that that all happened within the. None of them, yeah. Within the first few books of the New yeah. Testament. None of them had to do with physical appearance. No. None of them. He never said if you, you know, see, not grow Jesus your hair didn't long see, and that's a perfect reflection pants. of Jesus, because he did not care what you looked like. Because no. think about it, the. I mean, this is somebody who's eating with the uh, tax collectors, prostitutes, criminals, all that, and the. Um, Levels. I'm having a whole total brain fart. Um, Levels. Starts with an S. Or Samarians, I think it was. Samarians, yeah. Samarians. He would eat with them, and that was like the lowest of the low at the time, right? Yeah. Well, like, of course. Jesus did not care. Like, he would he would witness to you, and that's what I believe our mindset should be like now. Yeah. He didn't look at what you were wearing. He didn't look at how long your hair was. He didn't look at if you had tattoos. Because and he doesn't I think care about he didn't that. care about the religion either. He, did, he didn't look at. What you stood for and everything, he would still witness to you, knowing whether or not what was going to happen. He doesn't look at your past, but he looks at the future. And if he sees, he, he if he sees something in it, I I think of like a needle in a haystack, and like I believe he brushes all the hay, and looks straight at the needle. That's what I think so too. Or you know like, what's another example like a metaphor like like. Like another metaphor that has to do with something like that? Well, you got, you know, the uh, 99 sheep or the 100 sheep. He left the 99 to find the one. Yeah, I believe he brushes off the 99 just to get that one. You yeah, know? amen. Which I've heard pastors say, you know, well, in the church, I would rather have one believer than 99 that aren't. Yeah. Yeah. So, I totally agree. I think that uh, 
But here's what it really comes down to. And I've seen it firsthand, so I know. It comes down to people. Because, okay, obviously this is going to sound pretty redundant. Jesus is perfect, obviously, right? Obviously, yeah. Okay, there, you, I don't feel, really feel like there can be any argument on the divinity of Christ. Obviously, he was perfect, he was all man, all God. But, people in the church, on the other hand, well, not perfect. And that's not an especial knock at the people in the church. They're just people. Like, you and me aren't perfect. Yeah. I mean, I kind of am, but you know. Yeah. No. No, we aren't perfect at all. We're very imperfect, and we're in the church. So, but we're just people. We're just sinners in need of a savior. But, see, the problem is some people, when they get in the church, they think that that makes them right. Righteous, in a way. Yeah. And I think it's very important, like, uh... You know, we were having a conversation earlier about having boundaries and about having, when, wh about how certain public figures, Daniel was talking about, uh, Andrew Cuomo, the uh, investigative report on that, which we'll talk about later on the episode. But also, uh, politicians, but also for pastors. You know, you have people like, uh, you know, I could go on and on about uh, people, you know, Jimmy Swaggle, uh, Jim Baker. I've heard Any a other story pastors? about um, a pastor Even who pastored a church and um, somebody that went to the church saw him. was like, hey, how you doing? Whatever. pastor just kept walking. Did not say hey to anything. Nothing. That's all but that. Sunday morning came. That's guy in the church. Yeah. So this is what I think. No matter where you are, you need to be representing Christ, not just in church. Because as we talk about, church isn't about a place. There's nothing special about church to place. What's special is the people in it. So, and the same it's way like can go into... We have church in this little podcast room. We are, in my we opinion. We are, we are. Because when you talk about, uh, you know, public figures, whether it's a politician, whether it's a pastor, not only when they are at their job, when they are in their called setting, yeah. but everywhere, they need to set a good example. And that's like when, you know, and, I, and I'm going to pick on this person because I'm not a fan of him at all. But uh, Jimmy Swaggle, when he, obviously you know what happened with his you know his drinking problems and you know he had, he got caught with a prostitute several times. You know, of course, a lot of allegations against him and of course money laundering and yeah. things of that nature. And that, and, those, and those aren't. I'm not saying that that isn't you know slander or anything. That is proven things. But. Um, the problem was, but you would see him in his church on Sunday morning, because here's something. He would criticize stupid, completely preposterous things. Like, he thought that Christian rock music, or Christian rap music, that, that God didn't, that God wasn't okay with that. Which is a complete lie. I because at, if you're celebrating, worshiping God, no okay, matter if how you, you show it. If you break down the lyrics, you could read it like a poem. And it's fine, but just because you put a beat to it or you put electric guitars to it, that God doesn't like it. I mean, I mean that's delusional. But when you have like, I believe there's no difference between old gospel hymn music and skillet. Yeah, I agree. I don't see one thousand percent. So what it really comes down to is hypocritic hypocriticism. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So on Sunday morning, he's criticizing Christian music. 
He's saying country music is evil, rock music is evil, especially Christian music. But Christian music isn't real. Christian music, which is not obviously not true. I love Christian rock and rap music. Yeah, I uh, believe I personally believe that there's some Christian labels that aren't Christian, like Elevation and Hillsong, other things. Yeah. I really don't know. But that's the problem. He's saying one thing on Sunday about all of this and calling out that because his uh I think his I think I want to say Jimmy Swaggle, Daniel. You've have you heard of him prior to now? Mm, yeah. Okay. Anyway, he's a big uh televangelist, Pentecostal pastor of a big church in Louisiana, and uh, it was one of those things where he well he would I mean I disagree with pretty much all his core beliefs, but when you say about how the way that he had his problems with that, and one of his uh, cousins was a big country singer at the time. His, his mind slipping me. I want to say uh, Jerry Lewis, little Jerry Lewis. Yeah. Not not the actor comedian Jerry Lewis, the the, the, the country Artist. singer Jerry Lewis, and uh, you would call out that as if that was bad, which secular any kind of music. Even Christian or not Christian, by itself is not inherently bad. I think it, I think that's more relative than anything. But when you come to the point where you're saying that, which is a tiny, tiny, tiny thing, that's wrong. But you know, I, I can call that out. But Jimmy Swagger pretty much saying I can call that out because of what I'm doing, because I'm a pastor, I'm living a righteous life, so I can call that out. Well, I think that's simply not the case. 1988. Turns out he's not living a righteous life. Got caught with a prostitute on 85. I was on 85. 85's all over the place. It may not have been 85. Maybe I don't know. It was it was one highway. 85's a Yeah, but anyway, it was it was it was one. And look, if 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 this is upsetting to anybody, I mean, I mean, I know Sam. It's an unfortunate topic, but I mean, it is the case. But it's the truth. It's what happened. So you have somebody who's looking like they were leaving, leading a righteous life. But then you look at, on Sunday, as being a leader in the church, being the leader in the church, saying, and, and you know, making judgment on that. But later you see him on Fridays. And it's the other way around. So, that's an unfortunate situation. And, um, so what I think it comes down to is people who are imperfect, Thinking they are righteous just for being a church. And, you know, Michael Walker, who did our VBS this week, yeah. also an amazing teacher and just oh, a yeah. great guy. But he said something that really stuck out to me. The only thing that we as human beings contribute to our salvation is the sin. That's what you're supposed to So when you go and you talk about, you know, how we had, you know, how when you when someone shares a testimony of how bad they were, it's not about how bad you are, it's how good God is, okay? So the only thing that we contribute to our salvation is sin. God does the rest of it, all right? Jesus Christ does the rest of it. But when you look at the other ways that people think that they could, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's the problem. We become so legalistic and human beings want to control using the church as almost their little kingdom. Church is the kingdom of Christ. It's not the kingdom of a pastor or a deacon or, or even just a regular member. It's not. So when you see how 
people use it and use little things all for control with the stuff about tattoos and I want and I want to have a special ep- episode one day when we talk about that because that was just one thing like like Daniel like didn't you say you've, you've planned on getting some tattoos right yeah, of course I did. I think I, think I uh, might want here, to. Here, you want to talk about that right now? Like, sure. Good. Like, What's the plan? 30 seconds. Um, just so nobody gets mad. No, just playing. I really want to do this is get um my favorite verse on my forearm. Which is? Um, Proverbs 10, 24. 24, 10. You sure? I think it's 24, 10. Anyway, I think it's 24, 10, too. I get it mixed up sometimes. Okay, if this but, is going on your body and you don't know what false it is, we might have to reconsider hey, this. Proverbs, Lil John three sixteen. Lil John three sixteen. Full send. All- <laughs> no, but I'm gonna get it on my forearm. Um, those who fall in the face of adversity are those of little faith. Yeah. Which I 100 percent believe, and that's my favorite verse. But I don't know. I and we're also getting ripped, Big Mama, on the other forearm. <laughs> if you don't know, it's an inside joke. But um. I want to get um. But I'm gonna end up getting a full, full body sleeve. Really? Um, of my best friend. Me? Yeah, getting like everywhere. Okay. <laughs> I'm just playing. No, I'm getting a full body tattoo of Jesus Christ. That's awesome. So I'm getting. Uh, actually not. Okay. I was it, it was. It was. That's funny. a little much. But I'm. I'm actually thinking of getting Jesus on the cross, like at my shoulder. That'd be neat. I'm getting. Well, I, I think I want a claw seal. And then describe want, describe where it's at because on, on on my uh, forearm right here. That's my, not your forearm, is it? No, that's on like my your bicep. Shoulder. That's my bicep. Sorry. Right there. And then on my other on the other side on my left one, I want to get possibly an American flag with uh, E plobus on them. Yeah. Which on is, it, which is Latin for "Out of One Came Many." Yeah. I think I might be showing that. But I also want to get my name, like like my last name somewhere. Yeah. Like and then I might get like my kid's name or my wife's name on something. I I definitely want to do like the verse. Yeah. Something like I think Jesus on my uh, right shoulder. But I also want to get like for each one of my kids' birthdays, like right where my abdominal. Oh my is. gosh, you're gonna be tatted up. Gosh. Okay. No, like eat their name and their birthday. That's I me. think that's all I'm gonna do. But who knows? I don't want to get a lot because I want. I don't want to. I don't want to look like this whole. You know. I'm gonna get. I also, I'm gonna get Travis Borkle. Just um, whatever he's got on I'm me. getting my favorite song of all time, 5% Tint, on my forehead. Um, flames around both sides, like Mike, Mike Tyson. Tyson. And just a whole a smiley face for what I'm frowning like. And then I'm getting Trump 2020, 2024 <laughs> on my lip. Oh my gosh, are you serious? Yeah. And then Camden and Daniel on, are going places right here on my like Upper lip. Upper lip. And then Daniel, or with... With Daniel and Camden. Wow. <laughs> Can you imagine that right now? Just looking I did. at me. Just, <laughs> yeah. just stop. I've been I'm looking joking. at you imagining that. Like. Imagine me with Travis, with Travis Borkle's tattoos. You got the teal job here. You got the ones on the neck. Shave my you head. You don't want the guy from, uh, from Corn? I'm talking about the Travis, the drummer for Blink-182. Oh, I'm talking... Uh, have you heard... Um, Courtney Kardashian's a boyfriend. The guy, he did an I Am Second... Like those videos. Oh yeah, uh, he did one. The Brian guy from Welch. Porn. Yeah, whatever. And yeah. he has like dripped on his eyes. He's it's got, hilarious. Like, whole neck. I love him, dude. He's yeah. freaking awesome. You know, t- you know, he broke he uh a glass at uh, Tim Hawkins Beach House. That's a funny story. Yeah. But anyway, I want to. But yeah, and then you know maybe like something for the family, especially my mom. Yeah. Because nice guy. But nice guy. And my mom. Okay. Cause you said something for your mom. Yeah, that's right. But anyway, uh. 
And that was more than 30 seconds, but it's okay. We want to have... I really I really like that. I'm be honest. And by the way, I was joking about pretty much all of them except the forearm, the abdominal, or the children, and um, abdominal part of your body. No, it's... I've been reading abdominal a lot just because of looking stuff Life. Up. No, I've been reading it because I thought I didn't want to have like a stomach. You've been having some pains. I have been having like abdominal pain. Yeah. Ever since I got sick one time, like my stomach has never been the same since. Like I've been having abdominal pain. Yeah. So I I just thought abdominal or whatever, but yeah. abdomen, yeah, like my children or whatever, and Jesus on my right shoulder. And then other things like tithe. Like I don't think we necessarily have to give ten percent. I think I think everybody should give at least. 10%? I mean, it's not like a mandate, necessarily. Like, I think you should give money to the church. I think you should, I think if God is blessing you with your own I income, I think you should give I personally agree with um, a family there. member of mine who doesn't give money to his church because he doesn't want to give money to something that will not be used for God. Because I, I think that's what he That's said. smart. But I know other people who don't give money to their church because it's not going to be used for God. I see it. It's going to be used for... Different purposes that okay. don't have anything to do with I think with everybody should give money to a Christian cause. Is, yes. that, is that fair? Yes, that's you're 100% right. Okay, everybody should give money to a Christian cause. The big cause. man says so. Yeah. Like Donald Trump says, the big man says give 10%. Yeah. You know, frankly. The big guy. Frankly, yeah. the big guy says give 10%. Yeah. yeah. So I think, and another thing, how, uh, Anything. The role of children in the church, the role of women in the church. Uh, I think everybody has a role in the church. Well, of course. I think uh, I think there's just a lot of things that because of, because people are naturally sinful and they try to be God sometimes or a lot of time and want control. So they'll use that in the church. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, yeah, I'm totally anti any kind of unnecessary legalism. Yeah. Anything of that sort. But... Uh, yeah, so we're gonna, uh, take a quick break. We're gonna come back. We're gonna talk about, finish up our conversation on golf. We're gonna do some top fives. Talk a little polit- politics. And, yeah, we uh, we'll do the sponsors. We'll be back. This is a great episode. Thank you very much for joining us here on the Going Places We have a lot planned podcast. for today. Alright, and we're back. Uh, I wanna give a full shout out to our sponsors. Uh, Wasfile Cafe, of course. At 113 North Shelby Street, uh, Blacksburg, South Carolina, 29702. Of course, you can find our menu and all their news at wisefilecafe.com. Big thank you to them and all they do for us. Um, we also want to thank Anchor FM for um, allowing this to be possible. Um, if you don't know, Anchor is a very easy way if you want to start your own podcast to just hop on there and do it. Me and Camden actually um, to start the podcast. We probably wouldn't have got started up until now, just because of the fact of what we wanted to do and how we wanted to get things done. But then I found Anchor one day, and um, it really helped us a lot. We were able to get started very earlier than we thought we were. Um, we really appreciate um, everybody listening. Um, and yeah, thank you to Anchor FM. It makes it really easy and very possible for us to uh, do the podcast. And um, Remember, if you want to start one, just uh, go ahead and hit us up or whatever, and uh, we can help you start one if you want to. Of course. So, uh, we had a great time going from last week. We're going tomorrow, actually. Yeah, we are. Probably. God uh, willing. Yeah. yeah. God willing to think that wise. But, uh, yeah, my dad's going to take us. So, that'll be great. Uh, that'll be your second time golfing. We're going to the same course. Yeah. And uh, that's going to be great. 
He's gonna I be think, great. I'm sure you'll do good. I'm projecting my dad, you, me. That's what I'm going with. Yeah. I think that'll sound about right. I th- I well, who knows? Maybe I'll pull one out on you. I, don't I know. think, like, I've been working on my drives a lot. Like, my drives have been very good lately. Like, um... Imagine you beat my dad. Hey, you never know. <laughs> That'd be funny. I would... I would, I would... I would pull that out for them ever. I would tell Jordan all about it. Oh, yeah. Jordan, guess what I did? Because he can't beat him. He can't. No. But has he ever, like... Uh, well, there was one time that's contested because he allegedly cheated. Which, I mean, it was kind of one of those things. He used a mulligan. They No, they tied, and they were going to play a 19th hole to uh, use the tie, and he used his mulligan, which my dad said was illegitimate. But I don't really see how it was. Yeah, I mean, he, he had it. one saved. Exactly. You know, and it's, but I don't agree with if he didn't have one saved, you can't just start a whole another hole and then, like, for a tiebreaker so, and yeah. say that. So, I don't know. Did he win or did he not win? I think he won if he, he had one won. saved. They, but did they specify that before? Exactly. And if that's, they specify, that's what my dad uses as a defense. Did you specify that you could use a mulligan? Did you specify you couldn't use a mulligan? If no, so, he didn't specify. He didn't you say could. you couldn't. Well, how? What's left to know? Exactly. You would automatically think that you could. So yeah, I think he has one. I think he might have won one more time when they went to the beach one year, a couple years ago. Yeah. I think it was that time we went to the water park for the first time. Oh yeah. I think they were playing that time. They and were. I, I remember you saying right. they were playing. Yeah. So we had that, and uh, yeah, it's been great actually. I've, I've enjoyed it. I know you have. I know you've been working hard on it. Oh yeah. Yeah. So uh, we're gonna do top five golfers. Yeah. Real quick. You want to start? Or you want me to? Go ahead. All right. Number one, I have Arnold Palmer. Right. Of course, more nineteen twenty nine. It, when you ever say, like, if you've ever said Arnold Palmer, I don't think of the golf. You think of the chunk I immediately think of the record. I created one at this restaurant called Vicious Biscuit down in Charleston. Yeah. It tasted disgusting. You know why? Why? The lemonade tasted like pee, and the tea was watered down. So it but. It sounded like, it probably tasted like pee and water. It was. But it was disgusting, so I poured it out, and then, um, there's new tea. It's hot. So I poured that. We were sitting outside, and I was drinking hot tea. And then my mom got me ice like 15 minutes later when our biscuits got there or whatever. Yeah, when your vicious biscuits got when there. When our vicious biscuit got I got a gravy train. Gravy train. Yeah, it was two humongous I'm biscuits. Going off the rails on a gravy train. Yep. Like the song, I guess. I, I just had to do it. Anyway, so there was two, um, there was two biscuits. Covered in gravy and chives. Oh, gosh. It was amazing. I couldn't eat all of it. It was so much. Well, we could have a whole nother conversation about food. Oh, gosh. So I got... But, like, yeah. Continue yeah. on. That... Of course, played well into middle age. Retired in 1994. And, uh... Obviously, undoubtedly one of the greatest golfers of all time. Also, uh... Made an extremely amount of money from endorsements, but he played all over one, pretty much any open you could think of. Number two, I have uh, Jack Nicholas. Jack Nicholas, of course, has not only. Wait a second. Oh my gosh. Is it Jack Nicholas or Jack Nicholson? Because one's in. Jack Nicholson? Hold on. Google it real quick, please. Jack Nicholson is an actor. One of them's an actor and one of them's a golfer. Oh my gosh, I cannot think of it. Jack, look it up. It's not Jack Nichols or Nichols. What did you say it was? Is it Jack Nichols or Jack Nicholson the golfer? 
Nicholas. Oh my gosh, I need to it's yeah. Nicholas. Yes, that's why I said Jack Nicholas. Jack Nicholas. It's not. Two. It's not Nicholson because Jack Nicholson sounds like a movie actor, doesn't it? That's right. Yeah. Played all the way. Sixties and seventies down to down to the nineties as well. Kind of overshadowed a little bit of Arnold Palmer's career at the end. Uh, of course, even now is in great shape, great health. Is an announcer. Uh, but yeah, number three got Phil Mickelson. Of course, lefty. Won the master. Well, what did he win? Did he won the about won everything, the, didn't he? he won well, the this bunch. year, I meant this year. He won oh, the, this year, didn't he, he win the, the U.S. Open. Open? Yeah, he won the U.S. Open. Uh, of course, he's won the Masters. He's won just about anything you could think of. Uh, Fifty years old. He's been playing since the nineties, and honestly, I don't see him slowing down. Anytime I don't see. An, I don't see a more creative golfer. Yeah, well, I mean, he is so creative, especially as a left-handed. Shots. Oh yeah. Well, you know, he had. Let's see. He's always had a bit of a rivalry with Tiger Woods. But because they don't, what do you mean, Robert? Like they don't like each other? Like they just they like each other, but they've always been very extremely, especially competitive toward each other. Like yeah. they played a charity game one time with Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. Yeah, and there was like a million bucks on it. And then they also just played each other for a million bucks. Yeah, but uh, that was a great game actually. But yeah, and I'll also have to put Tiger Woods at number four. Yeah, I mean just his, especially his uh, start when he was just winning everything, mm-hmm. and uh, even when he won the Masters last year. When he hadn't even won a game in years. It had been years since he'd won a game. But then he... Uh, he won the Masters. He won the Masters yeah. and got the green jacket. That was actually... And I'm not a huge... Wasn't it 2019 or was it 2020? I thought it was 2019. That was 2019. Yeah. Because I remember Josh went to it. Yeah, it was 2019. 2019. But, uh, yeah, so that was great. And uh, even though I'm not... He's not my favorite. He, I, and I was calling for someone else in that game. He was still an incredible golfer in my opinion. I was, I was, I was glad for him. And then, of course, also, uh, you know, number four. Where am I at? Four? No, I'm at number five. Last one. Uh, I'm honestly going to have to go with not only... Oh, there's many ways I could go down here. I could go with Ralph. I could go with John Daly. I would go with the modern guy. Would you? Okay, maybe... Roy McIlroy? Yeah, I can. Yeah. Okay. But the thing is, something about John Daly, I would give him an honorable mention. Because think about it. This guy, he had no technique. This is, uh, he is the most outside of the box golfer ever. Because not only did he, not only did he have no technique, this is honestly, this is honestly his plan. I just walk up and grip it and whip it and just hit it as far as I can. That's it. No technique, no posture. He just walk up and just pow. But he was excellent. At the same time, he's smoking packs of cigarettes a day, drinking heavily, eating a lot of ice cream, cookies, McDonald's. He said he would get about five Big Macs and just eat them in one sitting. I think this guy is just, a horrible. I think player. he's just a natural golfer. Some people walk up, tee off, two hundred fifty, three hundred yard drive. Yeah. Without you know. Doing anything like, you know, not thinking, okay, keep the club face, um, club, you know, keep your arms straight, whatever. They just walk up there, gone. Yeah. And then they get up to short game, right on the green. And they putt somehow. I just think there's something, there's some people that have a gift for golfing and they, they can just do it. I think a lot of the pros are. Like, I, I feel like a lot of the pros don't have to put in as much work as some do just because they're naturally good at it. You know what I mean? I agree. I also think, uh, so I think we have to give him some props for being. Pu- pu- 
I, he is by far the most unorthodox pro- to professional golfer to be that successful. Oh yeah. And uh, so yeah, that's 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 my top five. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm loving golf right now. Actually, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm really looking forward to playing it. It's I mean, I'm not. I'm, I'm I would say you're probably more into it than I am because I play casually. I don't take it too serious. Like, I love playing. I don't take it serious. I just want to do good at anything yeah. I do. And to be honest, I want to, but I just don't know. You can't. It's like, it's not like you could just go up there. Okay, listen. Today's the day. Yeah, no. it's not like you can do that. But, uh, yeah. Which, so I've just been competitive all my life. Obviously, I was very, 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 very competitive when I was younger. Like, I would get so ticked you off. You've off a little bit. Huh? You've eased off a little bit as far as I was so ticked off if I lost. If I lost, I would get so mad. But everybody would get, like, they'd make fun of me for getting mad or would be a sore loser. I really just got motivated by it. like awesome. Because, like, if I would lose, like, a basketball game or something, or if I would lose, like, a football game or something like that, it would just motivate me to go out and do it better the next time. But, um, yeah. I, I'll go ahead and say my top five golfers. All right, go ahead, man. You'll tell So, number one, I think the GOAT. Of golf, it's Tiger Woods. To be honest with you, I think he I respect is. that. Um, I, I thousand percent respect that. I just think there's nobody like him. Um, but then I feel like number two, Phil Mickelson is right behind him. Like you said, I mean he's just nobody can do what he does. Like I mean I I watched a whole montage the other day of him taking right-handed shots, flipping his club over, taking right-handed shots because he was in the rough to bat. He was right beside a tree. He cannot hit that left-handed. He turned around, hit it right-handed. Yeah. He's so creative, but he does it so well. Oh, I know. It's fantastic. Oh, yeah. And that's what that's what I love. But um, number three, I've always loved this guy, is Roy McIlroy. I think he's an awesome, awesome golfer. I think he's a very aggressive golfer. Like, he'll go straight, you know, every time. Um, I remember he was behind Rory, and, or Roy was behind Phil Mickelson and Ricky Fowler. And um, he played ahead to beat the dark, beat the dark. And uh, Phil and Rory, or Phil and um, Ricky Fowler, let him play ahead and everything. And he was just trying to beat the dark, and he ended up winning the open doing that. That's incredible. But um, I think number four, Jordan Spieth. He won the Masters not too of long all ago. Time. Number four. I really like him. Wow. Okay. I he won the Masters a few years back. Did he really? He's only 25. Okay, that's yeah. awesome. Well, 26. But, like, I've, I've listened to, like, his story and, like, how he's came from, like, how he's, you know, it's just awesome. And number five, um, the guy from South Carolina, Dustin Johnson. Oh, yeah. I think he has a really good drive. Like, he has he a... Well, he's from South Carolina. just seems to be a nice guy. Yeah, and if you're from South Carolina, you're automatically the best golfer in the world ever of all time. You well, know? Especially, especially if you're from Blacksburg, South Carolina, and, and you, you're the son of the... A famous preacher, but Bruce Rice and that's gonna be you. Have you thought at all about maybe you've thought about doing something with golf? You said right? Oh yeah, hundred percent. I think I will. Like play professionally, you mean? Uh-huh. Or are you talking just like play a lot? I don't know yet. Well, whatever you do, I'm sure it'll be a good decision. I I think I'm leaning, I'm leaning towards professionally because like I I really really like it. I'm be honest. Well, it's fun. It's relaxing. It's not like... It's hard walking, but you make a whole buttload of money. But, like, here's the thing. you It's not like you're um, stepping up to the plate in a batter's box, depending on... 
there's so much stress that can be caused from like football, from basketball, from baseball, from soccer. Like you have teammates, you have to. At the end of the day, golf, it all depends on yourself. Now, that can seem like um, that's hard to do. You know, it depends on yourself. Yeah, it'll probably give you stress. But, no, with baseball, soccer, basketball, football, it's depending on yourself not to let down other people. You know what I mean? And uh, to let down yourself, I believe, is a lot easier and you can get over it a lot faster than to let down a whole group of people. Which I believe that if you let down a whole group of people, they can dog you so easily. And you can have so much anxiety, you know, all that stuff, just from people, you know, yelling at you, whatever. Like, golf is such a relaxing it's, sport. It's, and, 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 and it's a lot of self-responsibility. Yeah, it, I believe it teaches you a life lesson. Can't, you don't always have somebody to lean on. In golf, you can't say, hey, he also screwed up too. Cause just because he screwed up, he's not playing for you. You're playing for yourself. Okay, he screwed up too. That doesn't change the fact that you did. You know what I mean? So, like, you hit a bad shot, thing. I, I, I believe my mindset is I hit a bad shot. It's not like you strike out in baseball. There ain't another chance. You had a bad shot in golf. You got how many clubs to get out? You know what I mean? And the rules of the game are just so forgiving, I believe. Like, it's so, it's a forgiving sport. You have so many chances. It's not like three chances in golf, or in baseball. You got three chances. But in golf, you got, I mean, you have infinite chances. But to, you know, compete and do good at that hole, you have three, four, five chances. Which I just believe it's a it's a great sport. That's what I love doing. Thanks, everybody. That was beautiful, Daniel. Good job, man. So, um, wow, that was fantastic. I don't know how to top that. I can't. But uh, yeah, that's good, man. Definitely getting into it over here. Definitely enjoying it. Oh yeah. Also, if you want to play, like. Anybody listening? That knows him. Knows me, knows Camden. You want to go play? We can set it up, because you know we'd love to. Oh, yeah. We'd love to go play. But, yeah, it just, it's an awesome sport, and uh, Man, it's I'm great so to glad. get into I am so glad you're getting all excited about me it. Me too. So, we have some news this week. You know, Daniel, you know, texted me about it today, said he wanted to talk about it. Some pretty big developments in the political world. Yeah. And uh, I'll let you take care of that, and then I'll we'll jump in later. So, Governor Andrew Cuomo, um, if you haven't already heard, there's allegations against him that um, he... Has been a little too touchy feely with some people in the workplace. It was more than touchy feely. It was very more than touchy feely, but to put it very, very light, touchy yeah. feely. So, so like, if you don't know, he there's also like had, more than like twenty allegations, isn't it? Like he. Well, you have all of them from. Well, you have the ones from the nursing home, but then yeah, I think I think it, I think it was less than twenty sexual harassment allegations. 
I want to say it was 11. Yeah, it, yeah, it was 11 it was girls 11. Yeah. Um, that came out and said that Andrew Cuomo had touched them. Yeah. Not without consent, had said things without yeah. any warning or anything like that. Or any kind of boundaries, no boundaries. Nothing, just nothing, no, no boundaries, <laughs> just straight out of his... No decency. Yeah, either. there's no decency within that, you know. But, um, yeah, um, President Biden, Call one thing... One thing that you I you know it's bad when you know it's Joe bad Biden when somebody does it. When when Joe Biden's like, "Hey, guess what, buddy? You should you resign. Up. Yeah. You, you screwed up, man. You know That's you really you know. did. That's, That's how, how you, you know, know you screwed up. You know when the president of the United States, Joe Biden. Well, that well, not the president, yet, Joe Biden. Yeah. When Joe Biden calls you and says, "Hey, somebody who I'm showing sure you screwed up, guilty. man. Yeah, <laughs> you really screwed up. Yeah, but he also said in the interview if the allegations were true, which they are." That he should be, that he should resign, and that he will be prosecuted. Yeah. Now, if he doesn't hold his word there, well, he has. He, he that did. he will be prosecuted. Yeah. I think one of the few times he did hold his word on something. Yeah, and that, to be honest, Biden did a good thing here. I, yeah. I feel like he should have said that a little bit sooner. He should yeah. have, but hey. So yeah. More so, stories that got done, you know. But yeah, and of it's course, bad when Joe Biden calls you. Hey, man, you screwed up. Yeah. Really, man. Man, I think you need to resign, man. You yeah. screwed up, man. Man, you gotta go home, man. You can't be. You can't man, be. of all people, you making me call you. Man, you gotta leave. You can't. Man, get out of here. Get out, man. You Listen can't. Here. And, Andrew, man, you can't be doing Joe that. Joe Biden, hey. But you know what's awful? Joe Biden considered him, before he chose Mayor Garland, he considered him for the Attorney General position oh, yeah. of the United States. That would have been horrible, yeah. And speaking of Attorney Generals, the one who led this entire investigation was a Democratic. Uh, pretty left-leaning. Yeah. Uh, Attorney General and Letitia James. Letitia James, I'm not a fan of at all. Strongly dislike, from a political standpoint. Uh, had the investigation and said, Andrew Cuomo is guilty... Here, I have the direct quote. Andrew Cuomo is guilty of sexual harassment and broke state and federal law. That's mm-hmm. what she said. So anyone who's saying that this is partisan or about politics has nothing to do with that. This is a Democrat... Democrats and Republicans are calling out alike. I, I understand what I mean, you're saying this is about politics How's because people? this can be very... Well, it can be. This can very lean towards... But not politics. solely. But not solely this political. This should not be political. It this shouldn't. should be 100% have to do with law. But because it's 2021, everything is political. Yeah. Unfortunately. So we had that, and uh, I think I think the New York uh, General Assembly is meeting next week to talk about impeachment. Yeah. And if he if they don't do that, he'll resign. Of course, he's still subject to uh, criminal prosecution, even though it was a civil investigation. And then, uh, of course, he does face re-election in twenty twenty two. That won't happen. I Heck heard, no. no so won't. he'll be gone in a year. We'll say that some way or another, he'll be gone in a year. Um, I really don't like um what he said, his alibi or whatever about how um he's not guilty. What was it? Um, he said that it's just his nature. That, you know, it's an Italian gesture. Yeah, you know what really bugs me? It's people who are using that as an excuse. That makes okay, no sense. Okay, Democrats, I'll call them out. Bill de Blasio, me on New York City. Which, not to mention, which we're not those kind of people. They're like, we'll point some out. It's kind of racist. It is. It's, it's stereotypical, very. It's very stereotypical and not a good one. So, I mean, Democrat, all Republicans are calling them out. All Democrats are called out. How anybody could defend this person? 
Yeah. And I don't think anyone really is, right? Nobody's I believe that him. some people are um, trying to... People who like him are trying to put Nobody things, likes him. Exactly. Except his buckle. People who have liked him um, are trying to just make excuses. Um, who have heard good things about him are just trying to make excuses to say... Just to put in their brain that he isn't guilty. You know what I mean? I do not see how anybody could defend I don't. Him. I don't either, but there is people who are. Well, that's very unfortunate. I totally very unfortunate, and I 100% disagree with them, and they sh- I don't see how in the world they're... But look, here's what I think. I definitely 100% think that people who are defending him some way, 100% listen to CNN, because they are so uneducated on what's going on. Well, and Because CNN is the top. will not cover any of it. No, well, well because his brother all it's has only his own because his, on It's only because his brother... Yeah. If his brother wasn't on CNN, it would be the top CNN one. is really just DNC TV, in my opinion. Me too. That's what I really believe. Um, but I just don't think that people who can defend him listen to what's actually going on. I believe they don't listen to CNN, yeah. so they have no education on what's going on. Yeah. He, I think, man. I, he's 100% guilty, and... Um, I, I, I honestly, I hope to see him out. Oh, yeah. I, I never liked out him of, I want to say, I definitely want to see him out of office, and even if he goes to jail, I'm down with that, too. Well, you said, you said he was like a... You said he's... I called him a predator. You said he's a predator and he's a phony. That's what you said. You said oh, he's... Yeah. He's just... I... I really just don't... I don't like him at yeah. all. But, but yeah... Yeah, I don't think he's... And what's even hypocritical is when you had the hashtag Me Too movement and all that. He was all kissing up to them about it. And how they need, those stories need to be believed. But yet, when they're all accusing him, no, this is this is completely false. And then, even when he says... Because he tries to act like he's a good person. But, well, obviously. But yeah, yeah. He's, he's out. He's done. He'll be out of office, maybe in jail. And I wouldn't have a problem with any of that. I would, yeah. As long so, as he's gone out of office, I'm fine. Yeah, he doesn't have to. I think he should go to jail if he did break the federal and state law, which the attorney general said he did. So he 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 should, and obviously out of office. I mean, you never yeah. really hear me complain about someone like that getting out of office. But so yeah, we have that. Also. And uh, anything else you want to talk about politically? Yeah, that woman. Oh yeah, go ahead, take that. So I was uh, watching news or whatever and I was listening and I heard that a woman was at a school district meeting talking about CRT and um just in my opinion defeating every um you know defeating critical race theory, by every the way. critical race theory um opinion that I believe she was being making amazing points and she was just doing you know what she thought was right which I believe was if, um, you know, that's why they have those meetings. If you feel like something's wrong, speak out about it. But, um, someone who was on the staff walked down there from the stage, turned the mic off, and asked security to come down there, and she had to leave. She is an Iranian immigrant, by the way. Well, that's a shame. Yeah, so what we see here is just federal indoctrination. When you look at this supposed critical race theory, it's racist. It's principles or racist. Look, I personally... And it's supposed to be fighting racism, but in and of itself, it is racist. I have the same opinion um, as I always have, which is I agree with critical race theory. I agree with that. I don't agree with how critical race theory is now. The way they're teaching it, I will not agree with it. How do you agree with critical race theory, just out of curiosity? 
I... And what do you mean by that? Because I don't... Because people... Because you I see, people, most people do not know what you're talking about when you say what critical race theory is supposed to be. Go ahead. They explain know. what critical race theory is. What is the definition of it? Critical race theory would be teaching... Would be, it's... How is... Teaching, okay. It's How teaching... It? It's teaching the critical... The, the criticality... I'm, I'm sorry. That's not a proper word. Teaching... That... Of, that one particular race is critical. Which is... Basically, racist. you can have white critical race theory, which is I don't how think the Nazis that's, did. I don't think that's 100% right. I, it, I believe what you just described was how critical race theory is being taught today. Yeah, I, I change critical race theory. when you talk about how it should be taught a level. It should be taught a different way. It should how be, should it be taught? It shouldn't be taught using the democratic narrative. How should it be? No, but but it, it's more about quality. It is. It's, it's 100%. Less about, it's, 100%. It's, it's, I mean, it's less about quality. I'm sorry. How do, how do you... I mean, what do you mean when you're saying this? I believe that critical race theory should be taught as racism is a thing. It's not a good thing. But I don't believe it should be uplifting a different race, which is what, in my opinion, it's doing. Or downgrading a race, because it, it's being racist. It well, it's, being, it's being racist in some way to every race, but white people. Yeah. Of course, blacks and Hispanics. Which I, I don't think any white person is going to say, I'm offended. This is racist. I don't think nobody's gonna be like. Oh, there have been. Yeah, there that's have been stupid. Several black people. I, I think no, that's... there have been several black people calling out CRT. No, I mean like black people. I don't think black people are gonna or white people. I don't think white people are gonna say like, "Hey, I'm offended. This is racist." I'll against say I'm me. offended. I'm offended. I don't think anybody's gonna like storm the Capitol and say, "Hey, CRT is racist to me. I'm woke. I'm not." I don't believe that's gonna happen. I don't know because I, I, would I believe that, would that the Republican Party. Isn't going to make us such a big deal about racism as the Democratic Party is? They will if they're about fighting it or fighting CRT. Which yeah. it's CRT is racist, and they're all about fighting CRT, so they're definitely about. Imagine that, them fighting against racism. Yeah, that's just. Um, but yeah, I believe critical race theory should be taught. I don't think it needs to be taught at all, if I'm being I honest. I don't think it should be taught in schools the way it's being taught, but I believe critical race theory is something I agree with because. I believe it should teach. I believe it should teach what racism is, um, and how race is um, portrayed by other people. And um, I just don't. I I believe if I was in charge of critical race theory, it would not be like it is now. It would be different, and critical race theory would not be racist. It would be an information. It'd be informing you on what race is, how racism works. And what, how to prevent it, and how it's affected us. But ultimately, saying that, let me explain this. I believe racism or the critical race theory is 100% from the Democrats. Man. I believe that's 100% Democratic. I'm gonna need some time to respond after this, but okay. I just don't believe that critical race theory has anything to do with the Republic Party or what they believe or anything like that. I believe it 100% has to do with the Democratic Party. But I believe there is certain types of critical race theory. Like, I believe there could be a Republic critical race theory class. You know what I mean? Actually, I'm going to be honest with you. I think I'm very misunderstood at the moment. Yes, I'm going to respond to that. I, I, I totally disagree with everything you just said, to be okay. honest. And you're certainly entitled to your opinion. And I, I totally respect that. 
I think I'm being misunderstood exactly what critical race theory is right now. Because I might be going on a whole rant about something different. I apologize for that. But, are you getting to know what I meant now? I think so. But This okay. is very weird. Like, this is weird. It's weird. But you know what? We're going to walk through it. So let We're going to work let me, through this. Give me a minute. Give, okay, listen. Give me a this is a new segment. You teaching me stuff. Teach me stuff, please. I, this is a new segment and of the podcast. And this is not me lecturing you. This is not me being... This is a teaching moment. This is a Daniel moment. Sometimes I believe things are different things. Which I... This probably... I probably just sound like a complete and total liberal. You're fine, man. You're fine. This and is look, called did, teaching okay. with Camden. Camden is teaching me stuff. Right now. I, I feel so dumb. Man. Okay. So, first of all, let me just say, you're fine. I don't want this to sound like a lecture because it's not. This is just me helping you out a little bit, okay? Critical race theory, by definition, is teaching that one race is critical over another. Which is not true. Anyone who's a Christian or has any sort of good moral social values knows that all races are created equal. If you're a Christian, you believe in the image of God. If not, you at least should believe that they are all equal as human beings. The reason that they were doing that is because they're focusing on race because they know. And, and I'm not and I'm not all the Democrat see the Democratic Party and the Republican Party this two party system thing it's kind of a game. It's, it's a total game. So it's not even about Democrats and Republicans. It's about right and left in my it's a bit. So the left and, and it's not even fair to say Democrats because all the Democratic Party is just like a club. It's just a club. The Republican Party. It's just a club. Most pe- most Democrats have liberal values. Most Republicans have conservative values. And that's good. Luck. But when you have the way that the left and the right... The left is pushing race. But in the way that they are doing it, in this kind of reverse racism, it is very racist. To every race, in a way. Very racist to whites. Even racist... Very racist to blacks. It has no grasp on logical reason. This is this is a teaching. If a black guy and a white guy walk into a store, if they help the black guy first, they're racist because they or they feel him and they're afraid he's going to do something in the store. If they help the white guy first, that means that they hope that they uh, think whites are better. There's no way to win. Okay, it's not about party. It's about ideas. It's about more. It's about society. There, there couldn't. It's not a lot of Democrats, or some of the Democrats want, are totally against critical race theory. But critical race theory, in and of itself, regardless of how it's being taught, off those multiple versions, at the end of the day, its definition and the way that's being taught in our schools, such as Virginia, California, and the 1619 Project, which, if you look, the 1776 Commission would be much better. But, unfortunately, that's not going to happen. So, critical race theory is racist. But, here's the thing. And here's my big thing. In public schools, they do not need to be taught social issues, such as racism, such as society, how to function in society. Uh, like, even things like the, uh, like the weak productive classes. I think that's good to learn that. But, I think they go a little bit too far when they talk about things like birth control and things of that nature. Right? Yeah. So, I think that there are some issues, because this is what it is. The public school system has turned into 
babysitters and has, and and it has been the foundation for kids indoctrination and indoctrination is it has a negative connotation but indoctrination doesn't have to it's just what they're learning what they're being fed i think that's the home job i think that's the parents job that's the family's job to indoctrinate their kids with their ideology and say they go later and they form their own opinions that can be totally different and that's okay i guess but it's not the public school's job. They don't need to be being taught about wasting. They should be taught that about this, about about at home. And all home needs to teach them is just, hey, treat everybody equal. As the Bible says, love God, love people. Okay, we're all created in the image of God. It's as simple as that. But the thing is, the and you have these equity tests that they're using. Not allowed to tell their parents, and they have to do it. If they, the school is trying to become the main people feeding your kids. And it shouldn't be like that. It should be at home. And that when the when in public schools the parents have no say in what's being taught. No say. No knowledge. So that's why we need to do something about it. And Daniel, I do not I, I really feel bad right now because I feel like I've collected I because I, no, I, 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 I don't because I you shouldn't feel stupid. You said nothing wrong. You're just saying what you thought. And I, I'm just giving you a different view. I think I misunderstood what I was taught. Okay. Which I completely believe something else. And I'm thinking, why have you been talking? I've been listening to you, but I've also been thinking about what I said. I don't believe that. I misunderstood. But this is a learning moment. Because think about it. You need people in your life, like I have Camden, to teach you stuff. Well, you teach me a lot of stuff, too. I I teach you stuff. But it balances out. I didn't know what in the world I was talking about. I think I was... I think I was talking about... I think I was getting a vibe of like um very woke like woke very um like I was thinking this is like a woke concept this is like a black lives matter thing this is like a I was relating all this back to like George Floyd thing the storm the cabin all that stuff when it really just relates to how how school is now which I believe this relates more... Especially with you being homeschooled this year. I, I believe that I related it more to um, political, like political-wise. Um, and I believe that I related this way more to the Democratic Party than it should have been. And I believe that I probably didn't have the best idea of explaining what I actually thought. See, my brain, that made a lot of sense. That made a lot of sense because... I thought critical race theory was like, you know, teaching what race is, teaching how we can prevent it, and teaching and just information on how it's worked throughout the years. Like history class, pretty much. Which I don't think it is now, to be honest with you. It's, it's not history class, is it? If that was critical race theory, I would probably be on board with that. But I thought that's what it's supposed to be, but they're teaching it like a racist thing. You feel me? Yeah, I totally feel you. Now. I you totally feel you. What you just said was perfect, but yeah. So, relating back to what I said, makes hold a lot on, of sense. Just, hold on, this was, this was a special moment on the podcast. This is a special it? moment. This is um, we're gonna relate back to this sometime. Like, we will, but yeah, and all but, that. Was, okay, so now I, that I had I've, a moment. I know. Like, like this, when we were talking about baseball two weeks ago, I kind of said something when you were talking about uniforms and, and techniques and stuff. I totally could have you had to teach me. Uh, two weeks ago, I, I said something wrong about baseball, and you had to correct me. So I'm Whatever. Sorry about but, that. like, I... Thinking back, so, like, if you want to, which you probably won't, it's fine if you want to. Whatever. 
go back to when I started talking. Lead up to when Camden started talking. Knowing what I know now. And what I thought it was. Knowing what I thought it was at that time. Think about it, Camden. That made a lot of sense what I was saying. Yeah. So, that's like a whole different theory. I think you just invented something else. I just invented something called RCT. R, wait, CRT? RCRT. Racist critical race theory. It's something. I don't know. Okay. I'm going to figure it out. I created a new religion is what I just did. A new religion. (laughs) Danielism. It's called Danielism, and um, it's the study of Danielology. Um, Which is the study of Daniel. Which is the study of me and the study of my brain. And I'm creating a Bible. Something oh, like the boy. Bible. It's called um, Going Places with Camden and Daniel. This is like, honestly, this is like the this Bible. This is special. This, this is, is awesome. The, but like, this is like the Bible? You no, know, our podcast is like... It's like, well, God, you know no, what I'm saying? No, I believe the Bible is like, you know, the Bible. But I believe our podcast is like, it's like... For learning. It's awesome for me. You know what I mean? It's so... It's great for me. It's, it's awesome. It, we learn so much. Honestly, I'm going to tell you guys right now. Don't mean to be mad. Or don't want you guys to get offended. We, like, pretty much the whole time, just forgot you were there. Just had me and him have a conversation. If you wonder what Wisefire is like, it's pretty much like this. Like, me and him talking is pretty much like this. Which, um, me and him talk about this in private. We never really express this on the podcast. We've had a problem of, like, just me and him talking like me and him aren't talking to each other we're talking to you guys we're not having a conversation we're just like talking straight to you guys which i believe was very awkward in some cases and whatever we just weren't ourselves but what is hilarious now is how like three episodes ago we just cracked it like it wasn't anything oh it was awesome like just day and night and now we're fine like i think every episode as we progress it's it's awesome like if this were to happen with the first episode i would want us to delete this whole episode and never post it yeah because I'm not, I probably wasn't okay when we started me looking like a total idiot, not knowing something, you know what I mean? Not being 100% information. But I believe that this is just part of the process, me and you. Like, I didn't know that, which is awesome for you to teach me whatever, and I just, it's a great podcast episode. Well, man, that's what it's all about. We learn a lot. He taught me a lot two weeks ago. About the technique, and uh, hopefully I taught him a little something. Or, or maybe maybe taught is the long word. Maybe I helped him figure out or pick through his mind a little bit. But uh, thank you so much. That was great. I do have a little bit of news uh, I want to share with you. So uh, the rest of August and uh, September is going to be some uh, big weeks. It's going to be some big months. I'm sorry. Big months for the Going Places podcast. We're going to have a lot of guests. We are. Uh, we'll give you that information later once we have them officially confirmed. But right now, next week, Dr. Bruce Price, Senior Pastor at Buffalo Reverend Baptist Doctor. Church. Reverend Doctor. I'm sorry. Rever- Reverend Doctor, Senior and, uh, Pastor Bruce Price. <laughs> and, the, uh, and he's walked with the uh, Southern Baptist Convention State. And uh, great guy, really smart. Currently, uh, he's had many doctorates in philosophy and theology, about to graduate or uh, just finished classes and finishing his, now starting his dissertation at Liberty University. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Daniel, I'll let you close this out. Um, thank you guys for listening so much. We really appreciate it when you guys do. Um, we really think that um, you guys make this possible. 
honestly, we say this every episode that Anchor makes it possible, but you guys, we wouldn't keep doing this if it wasn't for you guys. We would really, we really wouldn't have a reason to, just if we're, me and him having a conversation, we wouldn't have this podcast, it wasn't for you guys. Um, we cannot thank you guys enough for, uh, you know, tuning in, um, every time, you know, that we have an episode. We really appreciate it, guys. Um, thank you. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Also, if you're listening on Apple, be sure to uh, give us a five-star rating, comment if you want, and also send us an echo messages if you want to do anything like that. Thank you so much. See, ya. see you next time.